Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Well Connected. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and today I'm joined by Mia Barb, who's the Director of Vendor Management and also Solution Development. I'm so excited to get into today's conversation about how aging in place technology can help prolong seniors' abilities to live safely at home. Mia, welcome so much to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you about one of something that's near and dear to my heart. Of course. Well, you know, as we just prefaced, you know, aging in place technology can help prolong seniors' ability to live safely at home. But I want to talk a little bit about what are some of the best case uses of this technology available now and how is Trapalo actually helping equip providers with the healthcare support that's needed to enable better senior patient care and outcomes. Sure. I think a best use case for right now is the ability to combine the technology, combining the smart connected home and smart connected healthcare to better enable aging in place. So Trapalo, we contribute to the smart connected healthcare portion of this equation. And I think it's a pretty powerful one. So, you know, for remote patient monitoring for chronic conditions or what we might call RPM, I think the statistics really tell the story. So CDC reports that six in 10 um, adults in the US have a chronic disease and that four in 10 have two or more. Our friends at the U.S. Census Department or Bureau, they also report that seniors between 65 and 74 have the highest rate of home ownership and that for seniors aged 85 plus, 69% of those seniors have at least one type of disability on top of potentially multiple chronic diseases. So this sets up a kind of perfect storm for remote patient monitoring as a cost-effective, efficient way of helping seniors maintain their wellness at home. Well, you know, you anticipated my next question there. What What is remote patient monitoring RPM and how is it uh, specifically allowed healthcare providers uh, to help seniors age in place? Right. So I think about remote patient monitoring or RPM as a way to bridge the gaps, right, between the technology, between the data, between the patient care and really meeting the patients where they are, which is at home. So RPM solutions really facilitate the communication between the family caregivers, between the patient, between the providers, right? So all three of these kind of stakeholders have to work together in order to maintain wellness of that senior and keep them in their home basically as, as long as they can. So RPM, the technology kind of comes and goes. So I like to think about it in terms of this, this way of communication, this platform, for keeping somebody well and keeping all of those stakeholders engaged in that process of care and keeping them well together in lockstep to really focus on that patient, making it patient-centric. So what can RPM offer and do for this? RPM, I think, allows clinicians to offer patients really an omni-channel kind of consumer support experience, right? So while at the same time, they can tailor this outreach and intervention to the individual patient. And then for a patient, this RPM is empowering, right? Not only are we giving them the tools to help them manage their wellness at home, it also gives them choices on how and when they want to engage with their providers, right? It could be via phone, could be via text, could be a virtual visit, right? They can choose to engage when and how it works best for them. And I think that really honors the voice of the patient and their needs and their preferences for engaging into the process of care. Well, you know, the senior population is a lot more tech savvy than they actually get credit for. Most want to remain in home, but they need the proper tools to help them do that. You know, I want to ask you, what are some of the tools that you have found engages patients, patients the most? Yes. Yeah, so our senior population is much more tech savvy than I think anybody's really giving them credit for. Right. So the COVID-19 pandemic really kind of forced 
the use of technology in new and different ways across all age bands, right? So, you know, um, adoption of use of smartphones and video visits and chats, even just to communicate with their families, you know, exploded because it, that was the only choice for a lot of folks, right? And, um, you know, activity trackers, right? So these little smartwatches we all wear, they come with a huge built-in adoption rate. We plenty of them around many risks here in the United States, seniors and and others as well. And um, these wristwarns devices really are huge because they provide a wealth of data on activity, heart rate, sleep, stress, body temp, blood oxygen. Right? Um, you know, these are great for monitoring our health on our own. Now, many of the sensors are not yet FDA or medical grade, but I think there's a tremendous opportunity to unlock even more potential for use of these smartwatches as part of RPM programs and just for patient engagement and management, right? You can you can use them to um, trigger alerts, take your medicine, get up and move. Um, don't forget about your appointment at three o'clock with you know, doctor cardiologist. So I think there's lots of ways that we can better utilize what's already in someone's home or already on their wrist to, uh, again, drive greater patient engagement. So uh, smartphones, again, huge high adoption rate already in the home. And there's a ton of emerging tech now that's aimed at transforming these phones into diagnostic tools, right? So utilizing the built-in microphone to listen, right? Listening to capture heart and lung sounds, listening to measure urine output, right? Um, using the microphone to measure cognitive decline by use, utilizing machine learning and AI to detect patterns in the voice that would indicate that their cognitive decline is uh, decompensating. So I think it's an interesting trend that you know we're able to not only see this increase in tech savviness, but also see the technology adapt to um, become richer as it pertains to features and functions so that those pieces and parts that we already have in our home and in our hands can be used to capture more um, and different and more actionable data. Absolutely. And as, as you mentioned, virtual visits, there's been a lot more so since the COVID pandemic and they spiked, especially during March 2020. But uh, the Medical Group Management Association's recent poll revolt, uh, results actually show that uh, 30 percent of medical practices say that patient demand for telehealth will actually increase. It will keep increasing in 2022. So uh, with these stats in mind, how will these tools help patients be more proactive with their health care and also enable providers to connect with their patients? Sure. So I think I love that this is another example of how seniors are way more tech savvy than we give them credit for. Right. So in 2020, the idea of virtual visits was really novel and it was driven by necessity. Right. So the Kaiser Family Foundation reported that during the summer and fall um, of 2020 or by the summer and fall of 2020, 15 million Medicare recipients had utilized telehealth services and virtual visits which is enormous. So fast forward to today, where RPM has proven its merit for being a cost-effective way for seniors to remain in their home and receive healthcare, right? Helps with continuity of care, helps them manage their chronic diseases, helps them manage um, chronic comorbidities. So for 2023, assuming that the reimbursement landscape doesn't really change, I absolutely would see increases in the utilization driven by consumer preference and consumer choice. Um, they've utilized these tool tools, they like these tools, and in some ways, they now prefer them to going into an office for a visit if they don't need to. So I, I think it's just really poised for greater growth. That's fantastic to hear. Well, you know, how does Tripalo enable senior patients to continue living at home and to also maintain their independence through the technology that is now available to them? Absolutely. So RPM, again, provides this powerful, customized way. It's an alternative to in-person healthcare. 
So while at the same time, they can really drive towards this individualized healthcare as well and tailor to the individual needs of the person. So I think RPM does a phenomenal job in removing transportation barriers, right? Giving seniors access to the care they need in a timely manner without the um, dependency on, can I get a ride? Um, Do I have a family member that can take me? Um, It's a godsend for seniors who have a disability. Um, They don't have to go out of their home, which can be sometimes a hardship in and of itself, especially if they're dealing with physical and or cognitive disabilities. Just having the ability to do this from the comfort of their own home increases their access to care, helps increase care plan adherence. Um, It takes some of the pressure off of, you know, family caregivers to have to try to find transportation, rearrange schedules to, to make this stuff happen. So I think helping to overcome the access to care issues, helping to remove the dependency on transportation for folks, you know, be it urban, where it can take two hours to get across town, depending on the time of day, or rural, where, you know, a patient may have to travel 60, 70, 80 miles just to get basic primary care and or specialty care. I think this, you know, we can really help overcome some of these these access to care issues by, you know, leveraging this technology for what it's meant for, which is really to help make those connections, be it in-person or virtual. Um, I think it just allows us to, to live our best life um, and, and take some of the complications out of trying to just get normal things in, in life done, like visiting your doctor, getting, getting consultations from specialists. Um, just make it easy. Yep. Well, there are so many ways that we can leverage technology to make it a little bit easier for our senior population. And they are very tech savvy. So I have faith in them. Well, (laughs) that rounds up the conversation for today. So a big thank you, uh, Mia, for joining us today to discuss how aging in place technology can help prolong seniors' ability to live safely at home. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great speaking with you. For sure. And if you want to learn more, please visit Trapalo.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. Thanks for tuning in.